I'm Mandy. And I'm Jessica. And this is The Coop. You're listening to The Coop Homeschool Podcast. This is your podcast for community, humility, and joyful fun in homeschooling. This is episode 76, Should I Homeschool? Today, the question is, should I homeschool? Girl, you know you should. Totally. Um, In this episode, we are helping answer the common question, should I homeschool? Many people find themselves debating whether or not to homeschool their child. And we're just going to explore a few of the scenarios we hear about most often and give you the answer. Sounds fun. Yeah. But before that, Mandy, what's your scoop on the coop? Well, my hands are covered in pink and purple. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was tie-dyeing today. (laughs) That's so fun. It was really fun. We're getting ready for Ruby's 10-year little tiny sleepover. Since we don't allow sleepovers normally, we just invited a couple friends. Yeah. To sleep over, and um, as much as I, of course, would want ten or fifteen, yeah. But um, but I can't handle that many actually. So, no. but we're gonna be tie dyeing. So since her little sister is actually not invited, we uh, experimented with what she's gonna be tie dyeing. That's cool. Oh, so she tie dyed today, and I helped her, and I got it all over my hands. But it's a really fun craft, and now I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm so glad they're going to have this experience. Do you need gloves? I you have do. Gloves. I I, I have I, my you. daughter had gloves okay. on, but I thought she was going to be handling it all, and then I was like, oh wait, and then it yeah, yeah. But it's it's hopefully it'll be beautiful. But it's 68 hours. It has to sit in its dye, and then you wash it individually and dry it individually. That's so cool. I'm like, I'm gonna have to do that for five uh, tote bags. Super fun. Yeah. yeah. I don't like tie-dyeing. I don't like messy, like really messy crafts like that. I don't like anything that's going to stain my fingers. Yeah. It's not my favorite. Well, I think we're going to do it outside because I realize if they drip this onto our tile, onto the grout, it that's won't. not coming out. No, it won't. And so, yeah, we'll just set up the table outside and then... Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Um, this week has been... A really warm week here mm-hmm. in San Diego. Um, it's still February. I know this is airing in March, but it's still February here, and it's been hot. Like, hot, hot. Hot. Uh-huh. And so we've been taking the opportunity to do our school outside, and mm-hmm. it's just been so fun. And I had forgotten between how hot it gets at, in the late summer, early fall, and then how cold it gets all of a sudden you know, we don't go and utilize the backyard as much. And so I had forgotten that whenever we're out there doing school, it leads to what I was calling backyard school. You know, then we're helping the fruit trees. We're cleaning up the weeds again because we're already right there. And we just do, you know, 20 minutes worth of work and we're connecting with the earth. Like it's just a really neat experience. And it's no time. I mean, I could have just been scrolling my phone in the house oh, exactly. instead. We need to uninstall Instagram. For sure. Oh, my goodness. So I really enjoyed our backyard school this week. and um, The girls. The mm-hmm. girls made yeah. just uh, your tangerines. Yeah, I made them go outside. Um, so today's the day where, where your daughter comes over and hangs out with mine alone. And so they were getting their own time, and they wanted to do a video game. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. So they played, and I, we worked together on setting a reasonable amount of time for it. And then I was like, then you have to go outside. I don't care what you do. Just, you have to be outside. And so they went out there, and they were like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, you guys, pick some pick some fruit. 
We're going to give them to our music teachers today. I mean, there's four people we brought. Yeah. Lemons me included. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. Lemons and tangerines too. So I was like, pick the lemons, pick the tangerines. There's a bajillion on the trees. We're never, I, we, if we, we don't keep up. do it, yeah. they won't stay good. They will fall and then you'll get rats. Exactly. And then you can have your pet rat. <laughs> so anyway, um, so then they did that and they really wanted like an incentive and yours was really lobbying for lemonade. She's mm. like, but we have to put sugar in Because they are never allowed lemonade. Right. And I was like, <laughs> that's true. And I would prefer if you actually juice those tangerines because they're full of seeds. They're delicious. Yeah, but you're not going to just eat You don't eat want to them. eat them because mm -hmm. you're just sitting there spitting. Yeah. So it's like, we're going to juice the tangerines instead. And so they cut uh, probably about 50 tangerines in half and they juiced them. It took like 30 minutes so cute. and they were so proud of it. And I was like, see, done. Yeah. And see, and that's why do. we homeschool. That's why we homeschool. Like they got their playtime. They got earth time. They... Um, we're little farmers right. today. Maybe some reasoning in there yeah. about why we should choose one working, over the other. Working Nutrition. together. Yeah. You know, navigating having a four-year-old around. Right. And then off they went to uh, ukulele lessons. And then uh, mine gymnastics. went to gymnastics. And then yours went to piano. And, and dance. And dance. Yeah. yeah. And then I tie-dyed. I mean, right. Oh, and then also my husband just did Latin and is reading aloud to them. Yeah. I'm like, I, that was a robust school day. Right. We didn't open our traditional curriculum stuff, but it was awesome. Yeah, it was living life together and just yeah. enjoying things. Yeah. And yeah. in between that, I don't know what your kids did, but in the car, we finished um, an audiobook together. And then when that was over, my daughter immediately picks up the last 10 pages she had in yeah. her book that she was reading on her own. Well, we did our Bible catechism nice. because I, I've yeah. noticed I got lazy about it. So the past couple of days, we do it whenever we're in the car perfect and I have the little booklet in there and yeah. the older ones ask the younger and then the older ones rotate between who asked what which questions perfect yeah love it so it's great yeah all right let's get to our topic here um so between the ever-growing popularity of homeschooling in the last 30-ish years and for those who recently experienced it due to COVID there's still a lot of people wondering whether or not they should homeschool their child. And so last week we talked about whether you could. And so that was a different question. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we thought it was interesting to kind of separate the two ideas. Mm -hmm. And so the, the could I homeschool is very much more like, well, can you? Yeah. Could you? Could do you, you want do this? To? Right. Do you want to? And so this is more, would it benefit your kid for you to do mm -hmm. it rather than it being centered around yourself as mm -hmm. much? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to offer some scenarios Ooh. And then we're going to discuss them. So, uh, uh, we like to surprise each other with uh, the, the topics so that it, the discussion is kind of fun and mm -hmm. lively while mm -hmm. we can still navigate a cohesive episode. So yeah. scenario number one, I want to customize my child's education. Should I homeschool? Oh. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the only, <laughs> that's the only way you could. I mean, it I mean, is for the most part. A lot of people consider private schools or they mm -hmm. consider, you know, tutors. And so outside oh. of the public school scenario, could you have a tutor who's teaching them Latin? Yeah. You know, and mm -hmm. so a lot of people try to customize education by adding on. Yeah. It just makes their work day longer. Sure. I know if I were to be at work from 7.30 to 3.30, I don't want to come home now and do another two hours of work. Right. But if I had free time all morning right, and had fun with a friend farming right, and then had some lessons, I can come home and right. do my Latin. An hour of Latin yeah. with dad. Yeah. Sounds great. I know. Yeah. So um, 
perhaps before your child was school aged, you dreamed of all the things that you would want your child to learn. You know, you do. You think, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to make sure my kid knows how to do this and mm-hmm. how to do that. And then many people send them off to the school and their kids probably aren't going to learn that thing. Yeah. You know, I don't think we daydream as parents of young children. I can't wait for my kids to have their times tables memorized. I know. <laughs> exactly. I, of Everyone course, kind of dreads to, it, actually. I, of course I want my kids to have strong, basic math skills. It's going to serve them well in life to be able to do things in their heads quickly. Mm-hmm. But I don't dream about that. I want them to be good people and strong character, to know important things for themselves. And to play games together and have right. family experiences right. together. Right. So the learning that I want for my kids goes well beyond the five mm-hmm. subjects mm-hmm. you know that traditional schools tend to center around. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I don't think that government schools can truly provide a customized education. Um, I think if, if that's how you would customize it yourself... Fine. But if you want to customize education, oh, but yeah. if you truly did customize it for those five subjects and only did that, that that's still you customizing when you do science. You might be pursuing something deeper or you might right. be picking a topic in science that's of particular interest to them. So right. even if you just stuck to those core subjects, you can personalize exactly. within those core subjects and not have to do what the institutional school is doing. Exactly. Um, So homeschooling can look any way you want, Mm -hmm. which is what you're saying. So you can include all the subjects that are important to you or you feel are standard and the kids should know, but you can go at your own pace. Mm -hmm. You can dive deep when you want to dive deep. You can explore it the way that it makes sense to your child. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just their interests that are different. It's their learning styles that are different. Mm -hmm. It's their ability to be emotionally mature enough to handle certain subjects at certain times in their lives. Yeah. You know, there's some topics that you want to teach about, you know, it's February right now, it's Black History Month. Mm -hmm. There's certain topics that you want to make sure your kids are emotionally prepared to discuss or customize it in a way Mm -hmm. that is appropriate for your child. Yeah. You know, if you're talking about world history, there's a lot of war and scary stuff in there Mm -hmm. and you want to make sure you're teaching it well and suited to your kid. Yeah. You know, and my kid likes things a lot differently than the kid next door, Mm -hmm. you know, and so it doesn't make sense for them all to sit in one classroom and do it the exact same way. Yeah, and you can have those conversations all throughout the day, which I think is really cool. You don't have to wait till bedtime or you don't have to wait till dinner time. Right. You can be having those wonderful learning, you know, you inserting yourself and your values all throughout the day. Exactly, and... It could come down to the content within the subject, mm-hmm. the nuance of how it's being presented, what kind of worldview is being presented that you don't want. Mm-hmm. You know, that's customized education. And the government schools, one size fits all. If your school in your neighborhood has agreed to using certain content, you're stuck. You can't mm-hmm. exactly opt out. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, um, attendance laws are super strict and so it makes it very difficult for you to have any ability to to make a change for your child mm-hmm. in a government school. And here, what's interesting um, about me and what I'm doing with my kids, I'm actually teaching them a lot of the things that conservatives don't want their kids being taught. Right. But I'm doing it in a way with our Christian worldview. Right. And, and um, you're doing it. Yes. Not a stranger. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing it. their reaction. Yeah. 
and I'm, I'm seeing their looks or their openness or their closedness or their judgment or whatever. And I'm able to say, Hey, 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 you know, right. let's pull back a little bit and let's think about what that means. Right. And, and I get to introduce that to them. And you've got your husband to rely on when mm-hmm. you're like, I brought this topic up yeah. and you know, we need some help to discuss <gasps> oh, it. Know. You know, yeah. it's nice to have the support system. Too. Yeah. I mean, my seven year old actually asked, um, close your kid's ears right now. But if you're listening to this out loud, um, but my seven-year-old actually just asked two days ago, but how does the penis get into the vagina? I was like, oh, it just dear. goes in. No, but yeah, how? No, I want to know how. And I was like, show me a picture. I was like, oh, so yeah. oh, do you want to know what I said or should I just let them wonder? <laughs> I think you should let them okay, wonder. All right. But, um, but <laughs> then there was dancing involved and shaking of butts. <laughs> let me just say. But oh I had goodness. to be, I was trying to be really careful right. and really um, minimal in that information. Because right, you don't want it to come across as shameful or embarrassing. So that's and, what I said yeah. too. I said, it's it's just a fact fact of life. Like the older two weren't even phased by it. Yeah, right. this they is know. how animals make babies, you know? And so, um, but it was just funny, this seven-year-old, yeah. But she was the one probing. Right. The other ones didn't even care to probe, you know? I know. Just like my 10-year-old. I'm like, hello. (laughs) Anyway. Um, But that's the thing is that we have the ability to do that. Mm -hmm. So if you want to customize your child's education, you should homeschool. Mm -hmm. Um, Scenario number two, my child is struggling in school. Mm -hmm. Should I homeschool? So the struggle could be lots of things. Maybe they're struggling to keep up. And uh, as I was writing this out, I used uh, quotations around that. To keep up, or is another set of quotes here, falling behind. Mm. Um, and it can be so tempting to provide them an alternative and prevent their struggles. And I know that there's a lot of people who don't want to prevent their kids' struggles. They see being able to overcome a struggle or a shortcoming as a good trait in life, which it can be. Mm-hmm. I totally see the merit in that, but I'm not sure that with education and the setting of a public school, that's where you want to pick that battle. Right. You're we're probably going to have plenty of opportunity to struggle at some point, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. whether it's in relationships or education, you're going to struggle at some point in mm-hmm. your life, you don't need to do it when they're five or six years old and they're falling behind because they're not and in to public. Repeat. And in there's public. nowhere to hide it. No. It's, it's it's obvious when kids are struggling. Yeah, they're put in the the different groups yeah. or when they answer the question, they're yeah. it, they feel the shame themselves. And so does the mom. Yeah. Oh. You yeah. know, and I, I have a friend who's going through that right now. Her just turned seven year old is. Falling behind. Again, Mm. I'm using air quotes here because you and I don't ascribe to this Mm -hmm. idea of falling behind Mm -hmm. because this boy is funny and smart and he Mm -hmm. will read when he's ready and he's on his way to reading. Yeah. But he's not keeping up with the standard that the school is trying to pace him on. Yeah. And so um, this friend of mine goes in to talk to the teacher about it and the teacher kind of half listens to what she says she does at home. She does 100 easy Lessons oh, yeah. to teach your kid uh-huh. to read. And uh-huh. she used it with her older child and liked and it. it was fine. And it yeah. was fine. And her younger son is liking it. He's oh, going through well, it, but go. going through it at his, his own pace. Yeah. But that's not the curriculum that the school is using. That's not the standard that they're on. She needs him to memorize his phonograms and, you know, mm. phonetic whatevers. Mm. And she's like, I don't understand how that's better than what I'm it, doing. This one works, you know? yeah. And so what does the teacher offer? Additional work for my friend to do with her son. Hmm. 
outside instead of, of class just, time. Instead of just seeing how things go. Right. And this is a hybrid charter school. So these kids are on campus two days a week and do a few of the core curriculum subjects with their classmates. And then they homeschool three days a week. Well, it's hard to... So when you have a hybrid, you kind of have, you can have the best of both, both worlds, but then you also still have the pressures right. of, a, of an institutional yeah. school. And going back to scenario one, you kind of have a half customized mm-hmm. education because you might be able to swap out a curriculum here or there, but they still want you to keep up with the standards more so than um, an, independent a diff- study. an independent study and definitely more so than just privately homeschooling and doing what, what you see best for your kid. Yeah. But I like to think that you could actually take that part of the struggle away because ultimately I imagine that most people's goal is to create lifelong learners and people who love to learn. Mm -hmm. And you can't do that if they're struggling the entire time through their education. You know, it gets to a point where people hear, read a book, and they're like, oh, a book, you know, because... It was a struggle for them yeah. their whole life, you know, and you don't want that. You want them to be open yeah. to hearing things, open to learning, but you can't do that if they're always behind or being labeled, you know, it's just anxiety producing. And there, it doesn't sound like in a lot of these struggling situations that the children are feeling loved no, during yeah. it and accepted, like right. it's more shaming or... Um, disappointment or anxiety. Yeah. It's constant competition, testing, and comparison, Mm -hmm. you know? And so how can you feel good about yourself if you're the one struggling when they're like, Oh, look at Susie over there can do it. Why can't Mm -hmm. you? Mm -hmm. That is not a healthy example. That is not a healthy way of doing things. And how can you thrive in that kind of environment? Mm -hmm. I mean, let alone keep up. Yeah. In uh, teaching from Russ, Sarah McKenzie says something about either teaching or learning is a liturgy of love. Yes. I love Amen. that. Yeah. And so when someone's struggling, you want it to be a liturgy of love and not exactly. anything else. Right. I fully agree with that. So homeschooling can remove the competitive aspect, the the need to check boxes, the need to reach benchmarks. Mm-hmm. You can take that away. It's hard, and to, it's hard to it not is. do that. It's but. hard. Even we don't have yeah. a lot that we have to keep up with, but just our mentality coming from public school. Yeah. You know, we, we talk, like to check off yeah. boxes. We talk a lot about <laughs> it in de-schooling, but, mm-hmm. you know, we're so used to this idea that kids learn it at this pace, mm-hmm. but that pace is arbitrary. Yeah. It was set so that you can mass school people. Yeah. It wasn't set because some child psychologist somewhere thought this was the ideal way for kids to learn. Mm -hmm. It was set up so that it could be done at a mass level. Mm -hmm. And when you boil it down to that, it's easy to say, oh, I don't have to put up with that then. Right. No. That doesn't have to be my standard. You don't need to bombard them with so much information that they're going to struggle. Like if they're struggling with something, then you literally could just either take a break from it or you can just focus on like a different way of approaching that subject. So, if your child is struggling in homeschool, or struggling in public school, you should homeschool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, where this is going. Obviously, we have a bias yeah, here, yeah. but I'm sure you're tuning in because you want to hear what we have to say about that. Yeah. Um, scenario number three, my child is getting bullied, harassed, picked on. Should I homeschool? Hmm. Yeah. Bring that baby yeah. home. I know somebody that that was happening to. Yeah. And she had lost her smile. She had lost her oh. sparkle. And so I said, I had a phone call with her mom. And I said, when I was with her, 
She was not the girl I knew. Something is wrong. And she said, well, she's getting bullied at school. And I'm like, take her out right. and homeschool her. Because the mom wasn't a working mom. Right. So, so she could do that. Yeah. And so um, very easily. Yeah. It's possible no matter who you are, but it's way more possible if you're not already yeah. working. But And so she did. And that girl has grown up to have so much um, innovation in her life and created businesses and has done right. so many wonderful things. Right. Yeah. Um, I have a student right now that I'm watching closely to see how things unfold because this mom already homeschools her um, daughter who's on the autism spectrum. So she already homeschools this child mm-hmm. with the support of her mother. So the grandma stays home and does the, the educational learning mm-hmm. throughout the day. The parents are very involved, but they're both teachers. They're mm. teachers in the public school, but they teach arts. And oh, so they are these cool. amazing people, and mm-hmm. I love their whole family. Um, and so that I know that they also see the benefit of homeschooling, but mm-hmm. they have their younger daughter in the public school, and she just got body shamed last week <gasps> by another little seven, six-year-old. Oh, and a seven-year-old. I think she's seven now. And I was, like, heartbroken. This child yeah. is the sweetest child. And last week, she was devastated. Yeah. She came in wearing baggy clothes. Now, now she notices what she never knew before. She never knew before. And mm. she, this kid dances hours a week. It's not... The family is a healthy family. Yeah. There's She's just who she is. Yeah. And well, and here's the thing, though. Like, that could easily happen among our kids. They could oh, body sure. shame someone from the shows they watch or hearing us talk in the background about our own bodies or whatever. But here's the thing. We know we are involved. Like we know the kids they're around. I can call you and say, Mandy, I'm sure your child didn't mean this maliciously. Yeah. But just know that they didn't realize the impact of what they said. And then then it's a big learning moment and you can't take those words back, but apologies can be made. And it's not a bunch of administrators trying to figure out what happened or a bunch of parents who have never met trying to figure out what happened. And you're not just crossing your fingers that it's going to resolve itself at school. Yeah. You know, because that's usually what ends up having Mm -hmm. to happen. So for this particular child, her mom's on campus. And Mm -hmm. so I think that she's, she's got great support Mm -hmm. and an advocate there and probably a mom who would pull her out in a second if Mm -hmm. this was a reoccurring instance. Well, I have to say, I was at the safari park and I was sitting there and this grandma was sitting next to me and she's homeschooling these boys because it was COVID and her, her, both the parents work and, um, and they didn't want their kids virtual schooling for right. so long. And so she's like, yeah, but I feel like they're the grandma. I was just saying, I feel like they're missing out on developing, you know, strength and, and, and figuring out how to handle the bullies at school. And I was like, why should they, why, why should anyone under right. adult age have to know how to handle a bully? Right. You don't have to put up with that in the workplace. That's unacceptable. That's yeah. not one of those like, you know, toughen up situations. Yeah. That's a nope. That's not appropriate. Yeah, and that that I was like, why do they have to develop a skill they will never use as an adult unless they're in a toxic environment? Right. Which I want them to recognize and not be in, right. not accepted as okay and normal. Sometimes yeah. that they still have to go back to every day as Ugh. a way to build grit. Yeah, I you don't know? like that. So. One. So she was like, oh, you just, and, and what was so cool about this grandma, she was totally like open and humble about it. She's like, wow, you just really taught me something today. Oh, that's awesome. I know. I loved that. I was like, yeah. I'm glad you were brave enough to say that. I know. I'm totally sometimes that person who's like, oh. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I know. Mean, and walk that on. was the. There's a lot of things that I do that for, but right. on that thing, it was like, oh, oh no. I can't, I can't say that that's something that they should learn. Right, you can't even nod to that. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't. It just goes against everything <laughs> I know, in your body. I know. Yeah, I like to think I would too, but I don't know. I don't like anything that feels confrontational, and so yes. <gasps> anyway. Um, I like to think just about the type of environment you might be able to provide at home. Mm -hmm. If you can provide a safe, comfortable learning environment, I think that's the ideal place Mm -hmm. for a child to be learning, where they feel safe to learn, where they feel like they can make a mistake. I mean, how often do we hear about, you you know, you have to fail in order to succeed, you know, we hear that all the time, but when it's, it's hard to fail because you're getting picked on Mm -hmm. or bullied, how are you going to get back up and yeah, succeed? I know. It's tough. So yeah. um, I, I absolutely think if, if you've got an environment that you can't protect your kid from, you should homeschool. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one doesn't even need a lot. <laughs> that one's pretty good. Okay. Scenario four. We are slaves to the school schedule and homework. Ugh. Yeah. Should I homeschool? And we covered this a little bit in the customized um, education, you, you know, you mentioned if you wanted to add tutors onto the yeah. school day and then you didn't even mention the homework. Oh yeah. So on top of the two hours after school is the two hours after school of yeah. homework and some people, papers there are, and yeah. projects, dioramas, you know, yeah. like that's not even the school that they do during the day. No, it's basically what, what is happening in some scenarios, kids are coming home from their work day. I'm just yeah. going to call school their yeah, work day. Sure. From their work day to then be homeschooled for the rest of the day. Right. With their homework. Right. And, it, and it's just like, we just do the quote unquote homework, whatever it right. is. You know, we just do that amount the of time. Together we do the together yeah. yeah, the together learning. We do that two hours or three hours and that's it. Maybe one or two days we'll have some really long days, but yeah. I but think your three hours is your long day. That right? is my long day. Yeah. That's going to say That's when three my son starts yeah. wanting to cry because it's too long, you know. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's just like you're already asking them to do so much work, and then they come home, and then your entire relationship with them. Yeah. When are you playing games? When are you just sitting around shooting the breeze? Or Yeah, when are they just allowed to talk about anything they want to? Yeah, when, and when can they just sit on the ground and play with the carpet? You know, like draw things in the carpet. Right. Like they, they need that downtime to just yeah. be bored. Right. To know themselves, to mm-hmm. know to know you. And yeah, um, it'd be awesome to have more time as a family. I don't think many people go through their their lives and think, I wish I spent less time with my family. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've said this exact thing on yeah, the yeah. podcast before, yeah. so sorry for my, right. the repetition. But I mean, truly, I don't think I will regret the time I spend with my family. And in fact... As much as I do, I probably would regret not spending even more time or Mm -hmm. the focused mental time. You know, like us even doing this podcast, it takes away from our family time. You know, this is a Thursday night. It's 7.04 right now. And we're not with our families. We're together, which we love our time. And you certainly should have adult relationships. But you just think about every little thing that you do outside of your family takes away from that time. And your kids are little for so short a time. Yeah. And then they're gone. And, and what makes it possible for us to come and do something for two hours at night is because we are with them all day. It's not like they've been somewhere else all day and then they get home and we leave. Right. If I, I find it hilarious when I come here on Thursdays, when I do, my kids are like, you're leaving. And I'm like, really? 
Aww. We were together all day. I know they're we all were giving me, me a hard time all day. And they're like, let me give you a hug. Right. You know, seriously. No, I love it. And yeah, I know definitely. they love me. Mm-hmm. And there is something about saying good night to somebody or goodbye mm-hmm. that feels differently than, of course, taking advantage of all the time you have together. Mm-hmm. So I know, mm-hmm. but it's just funny to me because I'm like, seriously? Well, we're together. I was just- all the time. I was just sitting next to our, our mutual friend in gymnastics who's a yeah. homeschool mom, and um, someone else was saying, oh, I was so glad to like just get away from the kids so I could go to work, which I totally get. Right. But then our friend was like, I j- all I want is to be with my kids. I know. And that's when you know. We talked about that right. in the last episode, could I homeschool? If right. you like being with your kids during the day. You can absolutely homeschool. Yeah. It's not easy. Right. You know, we definitely want a break. We definitely need a quiet minute here and there. But it's that whole concept of those memes about as soon as your child takes a nap, you're like, you're like oh, I miss what's, them. What's she yeah. doing? When's nap time? When's yeah. nap time? When's yeah. nap time? And they fall asleep and then you're like, where's my baby? I love them so much. Yeah. You're like peeking in on them. <laughs> yeah. oh, we love our kids the most when they're asleep. Right. But it's the same concept. You know, while we, of course, need a break, we still desire them and Mm -hmm. want to be with them. And so homeschooling just provides that opportunity. And if you feel like you're lacking for family time, I absolutely think you should homeschool. It's Yeah, it's amazing the amount of time you have together. And, you know, we didn't expect my husband to be a work-from-home dad. But COVID made that happen. And because we homeschool, we get... So much more time you're, with him. You have lunch with him almost every, every day, day, unless you're on a field trip or oh, something. Well, even if we don't sit down to lunch yeah. together, he has a lunch break. Yeah, you know, and he takes his ten minute breaks, you know, throughout the day and wrestles with August. He checks oh. in on Sophia's books, yeah. you know, and and connects with his children. Yeah, you know, and I don't want to cry, so I can't keep talking about it because the oh. tears will start coming. But oh. it really is. I mean, just think in ten years, Sophia and Ruby are going to be twenty. Micah yeah. is going to be. 22, oh. right? But they Although get all of this Some time. of them have asked to live with us the rest of their lives. And we said, so. of course, yes, baby. of course. Yeah. <laughs> but that's will build, build us a tiny house and exactly. you can have this one. Yeah, sure. <laughs> they can have the tiny house. No, just kidding. But that's the thing is, is that's what I want and mm-hmm. that's what I want to build. And homeschooling is the way for my family oh, to definitely. do that. Yeah. You know, we go through the hard things together and the easy things. We don't have to fill my husband in later. I mean, we still do because we go on adventures. Right, right. He can't yeah. join us on. But we don't have to, like, have a, a, a super fast 10-minute check-in for mm-hmm. everybody's day. We get a leisurely dinner. We get to really talk and be present in each other's lives mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the kids will get busier. Yeah. Sophia's going to probably want to have a job and mm-hmm. some a personal space and autonomy. And so we're investing in her now. Yeah. Not later. And if you keep homeschooling, which I know you plan to do, you'll still have more time with yeah. her. Right. Than yeah. if she went off to school at, you know, for zero period at 6 a.m. I know. I know. That's All right. Crazy. Let's go to the next one. Yeah. Scenario number five, my child has special needs. Should I homeschool? This one's a little bit tougher because neither of us have children who have anything diagnosed mm-hmm. or anything even suspected, really. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is just a, a reassurance for most people. But your child could be an atypical learner. Maybe they... Um, need a special environment in order to Mm -hmm. learn. So maybe they need to be busy and move Mm -hmm. around. They're kinesthetic learners. Maybe there's some type of ADD or ADHD going on. Homeschooling can still support that. And actually, sometimes in a bigger way, because you can do all the multimodalities. If you just look up that word, multimodality, right? 
you'll have so many more, you have so many more options and freedom to do those multimodalities than you would in a classroom. And then they leave for a little bit to do their little, their, you know, work, their little time of work with the counselor or the resource teacher. yeah. Yeah. And, and you can do it all day. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And I think that it's just, it's, the one-size-fits-all classroom is not going to be a service to that. Mm-hmm. The resources that the public schools offer can be helpful, Definitely. and they're available. Mm-hmm. And so I know it's extremely tempting, but th- they don't spend all their time there. Right. They spend all their time in their classroom. Mm-hmm. And so that's where they're going to struggle. It's not a customized education. You know, you're missing out on these opportunities. Often these atypical learners are the ones who get picked on in school yeah. because they're falling behind or they're not learning the same way as the other kids and they need different treatment in class. And so that makes them the outcast. Yeah. They're not just falling in line. When I was getting my, uh, uh, credential in counseling back in the year 2000, but (laughs) I remember that. Conan (laughs) O'Brien, back in the year 2000, I was um, getting my counseling credential. And what, what was interesting is the trend at that time was mainstream. Exactly special needs kids because it was a benefit to the other kids. And so then they were really involved with helping kids acclimate and helping kids, uh, the average kids, you know, um, see the benefit of having relationships of people of all different, um, shapes, sizes, and, um, intelligence and whatever. But, um, but I don't know. Now I don't really hear much about that. I think the trend started going towards multiculturalism. Right. And so... Well, I, the kids are, I think, still integrated. They are. But now, you know, the the idea is, well, we help you with all of your services. You yeah. Know? And so they get pulled out from certain subjects at certain times to mm-hmm. receive their services and keep up with their IEPs. But as we know, the teachers are responsible for those individualized education plans and those, that they have to have. Those teachers who have, like... Because I had special needs kids in my class when I was in seventh and eighth grade as a teacher. And it is hard. I can't even imagine. I only had 12 kids in my periods to to be able to, you know, walk through their course of study and things like that. And I wasn't even supposed to use the curriculum. Right. I had to do my own thing. Right. So I started homeschooling in that mode, coming, being an eclectic right. homeschooler right, right then and there. with things. Yeah. yeah. But, um... But it is so hard, and those teachers are doing the best they can, and they have the best intention. But it's it's too hard to keep track of that many kids in a classroom. Yeah, it, it is. It's, and so they're they're not getting the attention. They might not be getting the attention, I should say, that you think they're getting in the tr- right in the institutional school, or at least it's not exclusive right to the institutional school. So there are services to be had. Many states can help you with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that can be extremely helpful. Yeah. And the, uh, our charter school uh, podcast episode, mm-hmm. we talked about different charter schools. The independent study charter school also provides mm-hmm. services too. So if money is an issue, then you can enroll with that, still do your homeschooling, but they will tell you interventions to do at home. Right. And then you can still see the therapist right. that works within your schedule. Absolutely. And still have that special time and freedom that comes with homeschooling. Exactly. So if you have a child with special needs, you should homeschool. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is there anything you would say you shouldn't homeschool to? Um, 
I'm just kidding. Ones that we don't want to talk about. <laughs> there are definitely people who should not homeschool. Right, that's true. <laughs> but that's not what we were talking about. You're probably not listening to our podcast if, if you're one yeah. of those. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's time for the, the Coop Q&A. So, oh, where we answer your questions. Yeah. <laughs> I was ready to move on here. Um, I was going to say, I feel like we dipped into this question a little bit just mm-hmm. because I already knew what this question was. Um, my last scenario is somewhat in line here, but we chose this question for this episode because it, it coincides. Um, we we saw this question come up um, on Facebook. I have a child that I think might have a learning disability. My friend suggested getting the child tested to get an IEP and services. Would I need to enroll in the public school to receive those services? And the answer is no. I mean, you might need to enroll in the public school to get the public school's services. Right, right. And the IEP is... Um, Individualized educational plan. Right. It's, so that is um, a part of the public school system. Mm-hmm. So you don't get an IEP if you're not enrolled in the public school. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not the only place that diagnoses you. Mm-hmm. Normally, you start and with your IEP doctor. the IEP guarantees you services. Yes. And can fo- will follow you whatever uh, institutional school or right. charter school you decide. Right. Um, but you don't need an IEP, like you were saying, to, right. to get everything that you need plus more. Right. That's just the standard for the public school system. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't need it. You can get your diagnoses. Um, and then you can find services. And then what I started saying for the previous scenario mm-hmm. um, was that there are states that allow homeschooled students to still participate in public services. Mm -hmm. And so they could take one class on the public school campus. I believe Utah has a friendly system like that. Mm -hmm. And so if you were in a state like that, you would go to the school for your services Mm -hmm. if you needed them. Mm-hmm. But you can do all of your educating at home. Yeah, it just depends on their... Because um, some places don't have charter schools no. or independent right. study or whatever. Right. California is stricter. If you privately homeschool, you get nothing from the state schools. Mm-hmm. So you can't participate in their sports programs. Nothing. But we have independent study charter schools in California. So mm-hmm. if services were really important to you, that would be an option. You could enroll in one of those and receive services and still have some autonomy over mm-hmm. the educational aspect for your child. Um, but no, you don't need to get an IEP in order to get your child tested and to get services. Yeah, and I mean, it'll come out of your pocket. Right. But it, So that's just what you have to decide too. But what I love is the strugglingreader.net... I think it is. Um, she was at the homeschool conference I went to this last summer. Yeah, the strugglingreader.net. So she handles like dyslexia and dysgraphia and um, all that. And what she provides in her curriculum is actually an inventory of tests. Yeah. So that you can test your child the way that she would right. normally. She used to be um, a resource specialist for a uh, public school district and people nice. went to her to do the inventory of tests and then provide the interventions. And so she wanted to provide that for homeschooling families because she started homeschooling. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so she she has a whole booklet on testing your child, getting the diagnosis. And then from there you could be like, oh, I want a second opinion or, okay, that's enough for me to know. And then what are the interventions she's saying to do? And, um, and hands down, she always says multi modalities. So look it up. Yeah. And, and, um, and start doing some of those things. And that might be all you need. And a lot of therapists, what they provide you are 
um, acti- activities and exercises, um, what they provide your child are activities right. and exercises. But if you know what those activities and exercises are, you can practice them at home. And then the therapist is just used for checking in. So if, right. if, if you have another way of checking in with someone, you can kind of scale back on the budget and just check in every right. three months instead of weekly. Exactly. Thanks for listening. We love your support. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave a rating and review to let us know how we're doing, and share our podcast with your friends who need a little community, humility, and joyful fun in homeschooling.